What's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is the B Show. I'm your host, I'm Corey Smith, joining me via magical powers of wizardry and internet capabilities, my co-host of the day, Mr. Michael Vergara. How are God you? God bless the internet, Corey. How you, are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You're looking more highly defined than usual. You, know, it's, uh, you got all spiced up. I, I did. I, I got all cleaned up. I cleaned my uh, my lens. No, I didn't. Yeah. I bought, I bought a whole <laughs> Years new upon camera, so. years. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, which one is it? The C922? The C920. Uh, the Logic C920. Okay. Nonetheless, we are not here to review webcams, uh, although look how, that would be Look pretty. how good he looks. Though, but, yeah, I mean, I think I might have I mean, the I'm best quality right now on the show. Uh, I think for about another week or so. I'm just you know, I, hey, I'm the one editing this, so I can fucking <laughs> blur get, me. Like, just, just blur you out. I was like, oh, the real piece of shit right here. Nonetheless, uh, we're here to talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite because both those shows just happened. We both watched those shows. Them. Uh, we're going to give you a full rundown of both of them, uh, plus some G1 points updates, uh, point updates, and uh, a little bit I of news. I, what? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to mute you Uh-oh. when you are going to do those points rundown, because let, let me be completely transparent here. Um, you know. I have not watched a single lick of G1 since we did that show. Wow. Michael, I mean, you have the B block points, go. though. Do, do you? No, I have oh, like I oh, completely. Damn it! Now I gotta look. This real up. life happened, but oh, it's, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, real yeah. life happens. I trust me. I get you. Nonetheless, we're gonna get to, into all of that. Uh, despite you not having the information, I'll pull it up while we do something. And um, before before we get into all that, though, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are at City Wrestling Radio on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're at SoundCloud. All the apps, all the just any app you got, search City Wrestling Radio. We're there. Like and subscribe, especially on uh, YouTube, which I think is like our new apartment home, right, Michael? Uh, yeah, no. If you're going on YouTube, see, come watch me live resizing your video window <laughs> and trying to make sure it's even with mine and aligning with the name tag. So you get to see, you get to see me. Okay, don't say anything, Corey. You get to see me do this, and you get to see me do that completely messed up everything wow yeah that's wow. that is your hot exclusive that and uh what's his name gerald uh what's his name gerald briscoe that interview <laughs> that that he was he did appear he on, the show apparently on that show um but yeah follow like share and subscribe uh even on twitter we are still on twitter at cwr four and five it's the one that still remains the same the one handle that remains. Yeah, I was going to say, handle. like, didn't we just do a, like a name change handle well, thing going on? You know, the, the, I, Twitter as as wouldn't that. allow us. They were like, it's too big. It's too short. I mean, just like, I'm like, dude, we're not Goldilocks here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, shall we get in some news? Yes, let's. The news. No. That's, uh, it's a happening. Uh, the it news is, is happening, happening and it keeps on coming. But I'm going to kick it off with Tegan Knox, uh injury update. Unfortunately, she won't be kicking anymore. Okay. That's uh, insensitive. <laughs> uh, WWE confirmed today that the injury Tegan Knox recently suffered is a torn ACL. Uh, oh, just like Clay Thompson. Uh, so on social media, fall, she, um, it says breaking news following an attack at Cand- of the attack from Candice LeRae during the Battle Royal last week. Tegan Knox has suffered an ACL tear. Uh, Triple H said on the pre-NXT takeover press conference call that Knox has already undergone surgery for the injury. Levesque said the injury uh, and the bad wait said the injury and the bad luck injury. Tegan Knox has 
these are some bad wording, sorry. Should have researched this before, or should have looked at this before. Uh, but no, it's her third injury, and... It's her third ACL tear before yeah. 30, dude. Like, it's... As far as, like, her wrestling days, she she's going to have to really come, like, she's going to really have to really question the... Well, he the said viability, the viability of doing so. Like she probably has a job in WWE for life. But yeah, what did he say? Oh, Triple H should say he said, well, uh, I can't wait to the day she comes back because uh, if anyone can come back from this, uh, it's her. Uh, I mean, like, again, now you just you kind of just have to look at the long term of, of her health overall. Three ACL tears before the age of 30 is just something not to really, you know. Yeah, that's not a, that not most most people just can't come back from that. Yeah, people yeah. can come back from ACL tears like you see Clay Thompson. You see Jimmy Garoppolo, two very fine Bay Area sports individuals. Yeah. Um, well, no, three times before 30. I don't know. After, I really don't know. After a torn ACL and her right knee kept her out of the inaugural May Young Classic. She made it to the quarterfinals of the tournament in 2018 and was supposed to go further before injuring her left leg in a match against Rhea Ripley. Um, so it's, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough break. I mean, no pun intended, but it is quite the, come on, Michael. That's the second one. Really? It I'm is kidding. a, it's a, it's, it's a hurdle. It, 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 the, and, but the thing is, do you, is it worth, is it worth going for another hurdle? You know what I mean? Like, is it worth, is this worth coming back to? Well, I mean, like what, what does she want to do? You know what I mean? I, uh, it, yeah. it, it's, it's tough. It is really, it is, it's a really tough setback for her and, yeah. Uh, best of luck to her, you know, from all of us here at CWR. If that means anything to you, Tegan, with all of our bad Tegan Knox impersonations in the past, best of luck. Uh, can't wait to see you return and, and, and see that shiniest wizard again. Nonetheless, let's move on to someone who, uh, well, is at least talking about returning. A uh, little update. Uh, Edge, you know Edge, right? He's uh, uh, Yeah, the guitarist for you, too. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, no, Michael Edge, Adam Copeland, um, the former. Oh, yeah. What about what's he doing? Uh, well, he was on the busted uh, open radio show, uh, said that he didn't have um, a timetable rego- regarding when he would be able to return from his tricep injury. He severed at backlash earlier earlier this year. He said, and I quote, so I don't know yet. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, he Thanks, said Edge. he said it's a lot slower than he thought uh, it was going to be because um because he's just out mentally right now and he's right now yeah. no big deal surgery part time and we grind through it we break down scar tissue and uh off we go so he says i he doesn't really know about the injury specifically when exactly he's going to be returning but um yeah no i mean it seems like he's going to be out longer than expected is what i'm or trying to get like- at yeah it's either going to be longer than expected or just the fact that they creatively kind of have nothing for him I mean, you saw that Clash of Champions, like, right off for Randy Orton. Like, that... Right that off? Me... Did you watch Raw? No, not right off, but, um... Oh, yeah, that is true. You did. They did have that... <laughs> he had night vision goggles. Thing. That fool traveled to the spy store down on Fisherman's Wharf, bought some night vision goggles, and then took out all the legends. I mean, it's too bad on. he didn't go to the hat store. He should have went to the hat store. I mean, his Would have made a better disguise. Oh, I don't know. I think we're about to get MVP or Hurt Business and... Um, and Randy Orton soon enough. So yeah, I mean, I guess that I guess they're continuing that storyline. I mean, 
what more can we say about? So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty and sure, that could, and that is a, and that is an easy entry slot for Edge. But other than that, like yeah, when I mean, he comes back, okay, cool. Yeah. They're gonna have it, the I'm, greatest match ever too. I get. Well, I'm guessing it's gonna be in front of fans. Well, maybe not actually. I don't know. It depends on what everything looks like. You know, with you know the good old COVID. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, hopefully we'll see Edge. I mean, it's weird how we're like, man, Edge, come on, get back in the ring. Like, I can't wait to see him back in the ring when he's been gone for like how many years before this. And it's been just such a treat to see him at Royal Rumble, you know, to make that surprise entry. Oh yeah. No, it's for me to see that spear that no one saw. (laughs) Well, you know, the pop, the pop, the pop. Uh, let's move on to a little bit more serious news, actually, which, you know, Edge injury, it's serious, but. Uh, it happened already. Now we're just kind of back back after it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, Joey Ryan, unfortunately. Um, so Joey Ryan, as you may know, a couple months ago was um, called out by multiple people on Twitter for alleged sexual assault against them. Um, but he has gone on to say that he has lost quite a bit of money because of this and is now um, suing uh, the people um, the people who called him out on Twitter and his, what's the word? Not, uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of the word. Somebody who calls you out for something. Accusers. He's filing suit against his accusers. He's there filing go. a defamation suit. Yeah. Uh, asking right. for the excess of 50, $15 million in damages. Uh, first reported by Heal by Nature, Ryan is claiming to lost revenues of eight to ten thousand dollars month in monthly wrestling bookings, one thousand dollars per month uh, monthly Twitch revenue, five hundred dollars in cameo revenue. He only made five hundred dollars in cameo. That's surprising to me. I'm, I don't know why. It's just three thousand in monthly Patreon that's, revenue. That's Sasha Banks' money right there. Yeah. Or uh, Mercedes Barnado. Uh, $1,000 in merchandise revenue and $3,500 in revenue from bar wrestling. Additionally, Ryan is claiming he has lost social media followers and has seen a substantial decrease in various social media followings. Uh, Ryan filed suit in the U.S. District and Central Court of California on Thursday, September 24th. He is claiming the three wi- the three women named in the suit made false allegations, which resulted in... The rep- his reputation being damaged, leading to financial loss. Uh, as you may know, his Instagram still is active, but uh, hasn't updated since June. Uh, his Patreon is still fully active, though. Um, well, from the three women, he is asking $200,000 each for economic damages, multiplied by the amount of months since June 21st, $5 million from each in non-economic damages, and punitive damages of $10 million due to malice, hatred, ill will and uh, despicable and intentional actions. He is also asking for a permanent injunction on the three women making a defam- uh, defamatory statements in the future for making defamatory statements in the future. Uh, yeah. So this is a lot, man. I mean, like, listen, like th- 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 post speaking out, it is very much obvious that he, you know, he was fired from impact yeah. He is was pretty much just uh I don't want to say blacklisted, more just like rightfully kind of Oh he was. I mean ostracized. Yeah, he is he, he is blacklisted, blacklisted, but blacklisted is Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much blacklisted. He's pretty like he was very much ostracized from the from the greater wrestling community and you know, with with good reason. Yeah. Very, very yeah. good reasons too. And honestly, like 
him losing this amount of money, him losing out on his his income, like this was probably the most natural direction he could have possibly like he could have possibly taken. Like yeah. he's he's going to he's going to he's plant his flag into saying that these allegations are not true. Um and he himself has every right to say that. I'm not saying no, yeah, you're not agreeing yeah. with him or you're not I'm not agreeing with him. It's just like this is what this is the just the general direction of where this this is the obvious to me in my opinion this is the obvious direction of this was was going to go, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like yeah. his his income has just been cut off and now he's going to just try to make at least try to make money off, you know, the lost the lost income. Well, the thing the fucking 15 15 million? 15, yes. Uh, that is that is a swing. That is a hell of a swing. You know, to me, like I said, like I agree with you. I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't condone anything uh, that Joey Ryan is alleged. You know, the, his accusers are alleging he did. Um, I think all of that's really bad. I don't even want anything to like. You know what I mean? Like I got rid of like I got rid of my eight by ten. So it was just like I was going through a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I don't need that. Like a loss of social media followers is is grounds for a lawsuit. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it, if you're making money from your social media, right? And and if and the one thing that I could actually see being in his favor is that if a lot if a, these cases never went to court or if he no, nobody ever filed suit against him for the allegations, then wouldn't the like I don't I'm not a lawyer, so I don't I don't fucking know. If if you are if you are a lawyer watching at home, please let us know what you think about this. Um, uh, you know, I think. That if nobody filed suit against him saying like filed like press charges against him, then what's to say the court now saying, well, if there is no evidence of these this happening to, you know, these women, then wouldn't they just award Joey the money? You know what I mean? I know it's definitely a shot. It's definitely a shot to that's. You like, know, unless if, like, no, if, no, it's a definitely a shot. That's that's worth taking to him. Doesn't yeah. make him right. I mean, if, no. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Reasons yeah. To like. There are plenty of reasons to, you know, recoup the amount of money that you lost. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the it's up to the people who book your shows that that decide whether or not you're making your money or not. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. No, I it, it it just if 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 there was, like I said, if somebody pressed charges against him and they had that or if they filed reports against uh, to the police, and I'm not trying to say like they should. I, it's just it, it's a sticky situation at that point. You know what I mean? Because like I hope that like if anything happened to any of those women, like that was you we know. We gotta believe them. We ha- we gotta believe. Them. I, I I I I do. I do. I know. I'm I know. just saying. Like I hope that they get. Like I hope they get what's deserved of them, and I hope they don't get fucking have to pay this this guy some money. Because you, know I mean? you just you kind of just feel like the he you you kind of just feel like Joey Ryan has a shot at this. Is yeah, what you're saying. yeah. I I feel like he has a case, and I feel like if I mean I think there's there's different. I you know like it also could be like Matt Riddle a couple of weeks ago, right? So uh, just a full disclosure, listener, we're not lawyers here. Yeah, there, no, we I'm I, sure there are valid reasons of why this is going to just be nipped in the butt instantly uh but no i know we're just wrestling fans observing from the outside um yeah no i it's like matt riddle a few weeks ago you know he filed suit against candy cartwright right that was her name mm-hmm. and uh and then a, a day before the the hearing he retracted it you know what i mean 
he dropped the That's charges. True. So yeah. who's to say that Joey Ryan is not doing the same thing? He could the day before this and just drop all charges and just to and in my in my opinion, that whole Matt Riddle thing just it was him trying to make Candy Cartwright seem bad in the public eye. Because how because oh, yeah, no. everyone yeah, heard totally. that oh, Matt Riddle's being stalked, he's filing um, you know, was a restraining order against her. And then, but how many people heard that he dropped the charges and why he dropped the charges and all of that? You know what I mean? I would yeah. say a select few of the people that knew the main story. And I think the same thing goes here. I think everyone knew about Joey Ryan, or at least a lot of people have heard about the Joey Ryan story that know of Joey Ryan, but how many people are going to hear, well, like he actually dropped those charges. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope the best for all those women you know, in the situation because it, it no one deserves, it's going to be tough for them to, on, like this. it's going to be tough for them to, you know, having to relive, having to be really relive the events of what's happening to them in a court of law. And then it's, it's not a, it's not a position. I don't think anybody, I, I hope nobody would ever have to be in, but yeah. what can you, what yeah. can you do, man? It's, it's an unfortunate situation and hopefully justice is, you know, proper justice will get bothered, yeah, <laughs> brought yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And you'd, you'd hope so, you know. Um, so we'll see what happens. We will keep you guys updated uh, here at City Wrestling Radio. It'll we'll be for a while. He's filing this, like, if it well, would we ever. Don't know. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah. we don't know exactly, you know, yeah, any updates that happen within the next day. If, you know, maybe they'll fight, file a countersuit. But stay tuned here. To, I don't know why I'm holding a comb. Sorry. Here. Stay tuned to City Wrestling Radio. That's a pen. That makes more sense. Uh, let's move on to some more news. Unfortunately, we are saying goodbye to a, a close friend of City Wrestling Radio, a man who once gave me a sticker outside a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. That sticker must be worth millions now. It is on my my work notebook, and it, it is for sure. Um, I mean, that work notebook is, is worth, worth even more millions dollars now. now. <laughs> but Harold May, uh, he resigns as New Japan Pro Wrestling president and CEO. Uh, you'll be departing the company next month. What, what, you heard about this. What do you think of this, Michael? You are the New Japan Pro Wrestling expert here at City Wrestling Radio. Well, maybe not anymore since you haven't been watching G1. But Yeah, no, I, I resigned from my post at that point. Um, yeah, no, Harold May, like, it, it, apparently it seems that he wanted to get out a little bit longer than he was originally staying for. Yeah. Um, seems like they were trying like, to... You no, know, he was there longer than he was there longer. Yeah, yeah I just said that. But... Yeah, for it's it's quite a significant loss because we you sort of see Harold May as the more or less the spearhead of uh, New Japan, kind yeah. of leaning on foreign talent. He was kind of that. He was kind of that bridge, like yeah. that yeah. Dominion show where Kenny Omega won the title. Harold May was on screen. Well, I so, wonder if that played a big part of it. You know, the, him building up these guys, and then all of a sudden they just leave. The severing of that relationship. Yeah, of and, the elite. And yeah. how did that make Harold May look to New Japan Pro Wrestling executives? Oh, you know yeah, I mean? no, his standing. It's like, it's like well, look at what you did now. Significant was significantly notched right. down, and I'm not, and it's a, it's a bit unfair to say that because I want to say like losing the elite while they lost like a lot of money like on the table. Yeah, losing those guys, losing Kenny Omega, um, they are more or less kind of they they're still standing. You know, they, 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 I think they were just, just booking wise and quality wise, they were just fine with the, without the elite. Um, that's definitely, an, I mean, that's, that's my opinion, of course, but yeah, yeah. 
it, I, I think it was it was probably a long time coming for May to just. Well, yeah, we all knew he was going to that company. We all knew he was going to leave pretty soon. You know what I mean? Like, I think we heard a couple months ago there was rumor that he would be leaving eventually. And I think COVID was the reason why he stayed longer than yeah. he yeah. probably should have. Uh, but in their statement, um, the new, it was revealed that uh, Takame Obari got it. Uh, who is the current president of or is current CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America uh, will become the new president slash CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling on October 23rd. So, yeah, no, it, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly uh, where New Japan Pro Wrestling goes from here. You know, he was like you said, spearhead. I was saying spearheading or he was the CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. So. Will we see more of these guys like in New Japan Strong coming over to Japan? You know what I mean? Um, will we see more a push of like young lions like Gabriel Kidd? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. You know? What do you think? I mean, they already invested that much money into that dojo. They can't just completely dissolve Isn't it. Isn't that the second time, though, they've done this? The L.A. dojo? I think so. I think I, it's their I remember, second go like, at it. Fucking Daniel uh, Bryan. The only and- other... The, the only the only other LA dojo I remember was the one that fucking Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, and him and wrote Shinsuke. about in his book. They shared yeah, a room. Him and Shinsuke and TJP, and they um, had donuts. And Shinsuke yeah. loves donuts because of that. Uh, I'm just gonna read off this article for postwrestling.com. Not the entire article, because because you should go to postwrestling.com, listener. I don't want to rob them of their clicks. Yeah. But I'll just read this. Harold May published new blog as the news brought by Andrew Thompson. Uh, May mentioned that he hoped to be with New Japan to see the company completely come out of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. He also asked for readers to forgive him because of the timing of this announcement. May wished well to the soon to be new president Takami Obari and May is confident that New Japan will continue to expand. So, yeah, he kind of just that that takeaway is that he the, the 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 whole new japan expansion isn't exactly nipped in the bud with his exit maybe yeah. this was just something that he wanted to do and yeah. that new japan is still going forward with whatever plan he had so yeah. Yeah, we wish harold may the best in his future did endeavors. he do did he do the um the this blog entry in front of all the gold trophies well the blog entry is completely in japanese so i can't oh. i can't you know I don't well, speak Japanese. Yeah, he, he he's worked in Japan for I think quite a while. He was the uh the former vice president of Coca-Cola Japan and has been the COO of a toy company Tome. Is it pronounced Tome or Tomi? Sure, why not? I don't know. Well, anyways, that leads us to New Japan Pro Wrestling G one thirty. Are you old enough to watch this? I don't know if that's the quote of the show. Uh, I think so. I mean, they do say a lot of fuck. I mean, they used huh. to say a lot of fuck. Oh, words. maybe it should like, be. Wait, yeah, no, that's the thing. I thought Harold May, that was one thing I remember about Harold May was that he was super not into the swearing in New Japan. Oh, I now, remember. Now uh, Harold May is out. Tomatonga. Tom, that's the one thing Tom I remember. is just going to go to town like, fuck you, motherfucker, piece of shit. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. Yeah. yeah. We have been demonetized on YouTube now. Corey. We have never been monetized, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. Shit. Yeah. I, I wish I could tell you that all the money just went to go pay for this nice old school Shotzi from the Black Lagoon shirt. But no, it hasn't. Uh, G130, over the hill. That's what I'll call it because it's 30 and it's over the hill now. Uh, what? Yeah, the past couple of days happened. Let's just give you a let me just give you a rundown of points so far. 
Uh, so I will start with the A block. There have been seven nights so far with four A block nights and three B block nights uh, as of this recording, which will probably date it in about an hour. Um, but A block, we have, uh, I have this broken down a little bit easier. So with six points, we have a one, two, three, four, five way tie. Minoru Suzuki, Kota Ibushi, Tai Chi, Will Ospreay, and Jay White all stand at six points. Okada, cool. Okada is standing alone with four points. With two points, we have Ishii, Shingo, because Shingo ate my baby, and Jeff Cobb. And uh, lonely, lonely, lonely at zero points, we have Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo pimp. They got to have somebody. Oh, for... and uh, yeah, I guess I'll get into that after that. Um, you have somebody, yeah, to be the Yano of the A block. Because Yano is no longer the Yano. Well, that dude is killing it. Yeah, he, he's, he's just king of pro spoiling wrestling. everybody. He's king of pro wrestling, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, B block, we have uh, with uh, two points, Yoshihashi. Uh, Sonata, zero points. He's lost all his matches. What is going on here? I don't know. Uh, I was hoping they would be setting him up after the loss against... Uh, oh, yeah, you were supposed to mute me, by the way. Yano. What? You were supposed to mute me because you didn't want to hear this. But nonetheless, yeah. ZSJ... Uh, two points. Kenta, four points. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, two points. Uh, Juice Robinson, four points. Yano, three and oh, six points. Uh, two points go to Evil. And that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, so the two people under. You didn't think Evil being at top? You think Evil being at top was crazy? No, he's not on top. He has two points. Oh, is he, not? he has oh. one win. He no, lost crazy. to Yano. That's true. Well, there was the, the interference, and, you know, yeah, the, uh, the, San Francisco restaurant's favorite wrestler, Dick Togo, got involved in the match. Because that was such a hit last time you said that, Corey. You know, it doesn't say Goto. It says Togo. Uh, and then, speaking of Goto, uh, Goto, Hiroki Goto, two points, and Tetsuya Naito, undefeated still with six points. So Watch him win this. I kind of want to. I'm kind of curious. I think he will. I think yeah. Naito's going to win it. They keep hyping up the... Um, uh, who's he going to choose? Is, does he want to do Okada again? No, he, he'll probably choose. He'll probably choose Evil. Evil is not main eventing a Tokyo Dome. As of right now, I don't see that dude in main eventing a Tokyo Dome. I and I also think this is gonna, there's going to lead to a feud between Jay White and Toriano eventually. I, I, the only I can't reason wait, I say that I can't is wait, Corey. I, I don't think Jay White's going to win the his block. I think it's honestly kind of that, that's honestly kind of an interesting he's, match. he's calling himself King Switch. Yano is the king of pro wrestling. You win something at the end of the year when you hold it, right? Uh, you, uh, like that some title. trophy. Yeah. 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 So a, and you get a fuck ton of confetti that will just destroy your stream picture quality. So right before the end of the year, uh, Jay White's going to beat Yano for that trophy and he's going to be the king of pro wrestling and he's going to call himself King Switch and fully live into it. So, yeah. I don't know why I keep holding this comb. I need just need to... It's gone. Hi. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about the G1 um, before we get uh, out of here? You, I need a lot of catching up to do. There's a lot of good uh, matches. I've, I will I've, say that. Have you, been, have you been catching up? Yes. I'm have all, you I'm, seen everything? I'm Are complete, you caught up I'm on complete, everything? I'm, I mean, I haven't, like, watched the B block in depth, but it's been on in the background for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I really enjoy Ishii. I, I mean, and he's not doing well in points. Really? Tomohiro Ishii just having fucking great matches yeah. on the G1. That's... I, I will say this. Ishii and Osprey was really, really good. 
because it, you saw Ishii work a Will Osprey match, and that's that was that was fun. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't necessarily like Will Ospreay as a person, but he could have good matches. I'll yeah, say that. it's a, it is continuing. It's it shouldn't be a challenge to cover this, to cover covering Will Ospreay matches, but it re, it's. He's just such a cocky son of a bitch, man. Oh, he's good. I mean, oh like, my look, God. Why isn't he the a best heel? type of gimmicks are extensions oh. of themselves. All right. So. I, I have to say this too. Jay White is the best heel in a COVID era. Every time he gets the mic and he starts telling the fans to chant for Oka. He's like, come on, chant for Okada. I know. I know. Oka- oh my God. You can't do it. You, like, yeah. It's like, he's like, so he's great. like Borat. He's like Borat's sister in the movie Borat, where he just says, you'll never get this. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, making a sequel to Borat, by the way. You hear about that? Uh, I can't wait. They they come like they I they can't filmed wait. it. They had they filmed they have it in the can, and yet and Amazon is releasing it the week before Election Day. Really? Yeah. Oh, and that's they gonna said, be fun. And they they uh, maybe just advertising, but they also said like uh, we're kind of gun shy about releasing this because this might ruin the political career of a certain very higher up politician. But we'll just do it anyway. Uh, we'll see what happens. See what fucking happens. He did give a, he did a really good speech, uh, I believe, to the Europe. I don't know, but Sasha Baron Cohen gave a really good speech about a couple weeks ago about uh, the world in decline and America having a really bad president. Yeah, nonetheless, Sasha Baron Cohen's pretty, pretty, pretty. It sounds like a decent. He guy. had no. He like, like the, 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 the apparently the whole shtick about this movie is that it's Borat in disguise because Borat's very very famous. So it's just him, Sasha Baron Cohen, being in Borat. Being in, another being in a disguise, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's that's pretty interesting. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, let's we move to, on. Yeah, AEW are we Dynamite. Done with news? We are done with news, unless I mean, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, Dynamite, September thirtieth, two thousand twenty. Technically, it happened last week. It's because it's clearly a taped show. Um, what did you overall think about Dynamite? Are we just going to do? I, well, it was fun. Overall thoughts. I mean, it was yeah. fun. I um. I did enjoy the main event, and yeah, I mean, but there were and there were some parts. It, nothing like really stood out, though. You know what I mean? Like nothing was like, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that on Dynamite. Um, they at least I feel have like people as I in go, the crowd. As I go through the show, they at least have people like, in the crowd. They're not playing fake noises like some people are. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah, what can you say? Well, I whatever I'm saying is just going to be a canned noise. Yeah. It's just whatever but yes this was a taped show i seeing these tape like watching these taped shows uh it's very like they got obviously they got their they get their timing right yeah yeah, but then you also hear the most obvious adr imaginable from the commentary oh yeah yeah, it's so freaking obvious like it i get it like you can't there's only so much to work with in terms of like a sound booth i guess trying to emulate that live experience but (laughs) yeah they didn't have any actual fans there though did they I did not notice any. I didn't notice any either. So I think what they did, I will probably get like more definitive and more definitive answer out of this. But uh, uh, this was taped, so they probably like had to force the people out, and then they just started filming right afterwards oh, yeah, because sense. they they kind of do back to back. Yes, and you don't starting, get spoilers coming yep. out. You don't get spoilers at that point too. So that's true. Uh, our our starting match: Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen. Twenty minute time limit. <sighs> Uh, Starks come out comes out with Dar- with a Darby Allen themed body bag. Look more like a sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> they should sell those. They really should sell those. 
I mean, I'm it, not much of a Darby. If you Allen. hate everybody, and you I'm just want really to sleep the, in the woods. I would not personally identify myself with the Darby Allen aesthetic, but they are they're leaving money on the table for yeah. people who are into that. <clears throat> Taz is on commentary with Excalibur and Jim Ross. Why is there no Tony? We'll find out. We'll get there. Man. We'll find out later. A student film from Darby and a promo from just. I don't know who this is. He's pro- like this dude is probably yeah, something like somebody. Gif. Something GIF they said, like DJ GIF or something like that. Okay, yeah, he's kind of just uh, out of my payroll. So I'm pretty sure he's a dude because Darby Allen just knows some famous people. He knew Tony Hawk. He knows Tony Hawk. Well, so. he's, he's, a, he's a skateboarder. He's yeah. out there. Yeah, he's. I mean, Darby Allen's out there. Man. I mean, I, I'm one degree away from Tony Hawk. I know a friend that knows Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. That means I'm two degrees away from Tony Hawk. You then. are. Yeah. So here I am doing everything I can. Look at you. Look at you now. Uh, yeah. And so he said the, the dude says uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery and will remind Stocks how much of a bitch he really is. Oh. As a body bag is lumped into some pit. I hope I hope there was that was just a dummy inside because it's just not worth it. Didn't it's just look not like worth it. it. I'll be honest. It looked oh, like there were God. some there were some like limbs. Oh, God. Do you think it's Kentucky? Oh, God. Oh, God. It probably so, was. Ah, uh, Jesus, he's still doing that shit. Um, they revealed, so this match, they revealed an, uh, an answer to a question that I that has since been, What's that? Uh, has alluded to me for a very long time, mm-hmm. and that is Ricky Starks' age. And Jim Ross revealed that Ricky Starks is fucking 30 years old. He, that he's, like, he's like 29, 30 or whatever. No, he says Darby Allen is 27, and okay. it's true. He's the same age as me. But then Ricky Starks is like, that's... That's wow. kind of crazy. He looks me. good. He like, looks really good for. He like, looks. He looks way younger than he actually is. Yeah. I mean, kinda. He kind of does have that little old face. I mean, I'm 33, like, and I know I look like I'm like 17, so I get it. Stark goes. Stark goes for the spear early. A uh, spear. Yeah, he goes for the spear early. That's a weird sentence. As Darby grabs him like into edge. a guillotine. Um, Alan gets wrist control and tosses Starks around. Stark gets suplexed into the apron, followed by a tope suicida. Like. It was more of a, just like him just being shot out of a fucking cannon than a tope suicida. Yeah. Like the way Darby Allen just shoots himself out of that ring. Again, one of the best in the business. Brian Cage comes out and just to mess with Darby Allen. And then out comes Will Hobbs to stop him on his tracks. Uh, Stark sells his back throughout the match, struggling with a half crab. Allen's knee is hurt. A Rochambeau is reversed into a Yoshi tonic for a two count. Allen does a modified rings of Saturn on Starks, but somehow Starks reaches the ropes. They exchange slaps with turns. Uh, they exchange slaps which turn to elbows, which turns to forearms, and it turns into more slaps. Yeah. And over the top, over the top stunner, but Stark catches Allen with a spear from Springboard Cutter. Stark struggles to put Allen onto the top rope and attempt an avalanche Rochambeau. Allen fights it off and tosses Ricky out to the top rope and dives off to the coffin drop into the damaged back of Ricky Starks for the definitive pin and win. I thought this was a really, really good match. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really good. Ricky good Starks, opener. yeah, Ricky Starks and Darby Allen, like. Again, you kind of just have you kind of just do have this feeling that these guys have a better match. They're capable of a of a better match. Mm-hmm. This just this does not seem like the end. I mean, it does seem like the end for now, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, I, much, I think it'll come down the road though. Yeah, and like honestly, like watching Dynamite in general, just following Dynamite as much as I have, one thing that I've just kind of noticed yeah. is that a loss. It's it's in your record. But it's not inherently damaging to one's image, like New Japan. You know what I mean, it's very much like New Japan. You just, you just gotta have definitive winners and losers. Some nights, and... people just get you. You know what I mean? Like, and it's really just about the yeah, 
you know, you see see sports like it's you see it in sporting events sense. all the time, like where the favorites, you know, get upset. Number number one seed gets beat by a number eight seed. You know what I mean? Um, I think Ricky. I'll, my 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 conclusion is that I think Ricky Starks is going to be fine out of that, and it's just more or less a lesson on sometimes like it's not a, like losing isn't the isn't the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it it's it really just depends on the follow up and how that affects that character moving forward. You're still that just that makes you continue to be invested, and I we'll see how it goes for Ricky Starks. I think, but the, I just generally think he's going to be fine with Darby Allen. Um, they have a lot invested into this guy. Clearly, um, him winning, I, I I I tend I'll tend to agree with that direction as long as Darby Allen, you know. I mean, he's been losing a lot, so he kind of needs. Yeah. The, he's he was he's in that same pit of Jungle Boy where a win is definitely was definitely needed because if yeah. Darby Allen lost this match, then I would have caused start to question. It kind of just puts my argument <laughs> like by the wayside at that point. I think Darby Allen needed this win. They just have a lot of people on their roster, and I just you know naturally people are going to say, "Oh, Darby Allen win! What title is he going to go for?" Um, but at the end of the day, like. We're just gonna have Darby versus somebody else for a while, and we're just gonna. There's have... only so many titles to go around. I know, no, that's what I'm saying. Pictures. To that's go what I'm around. saying. So I think the easiest route for somebody to say that is to say, "Oh, what title is he gonna go after? Let's make a title, buddy. Let's make one for him." You know, and you know. Well, I'm just saying. Like, you could go for the FTW title. I mean, who well, knows? You know, you never know. You never know. Someone else is going for that. Hey. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the unholy choir is back as we are blessed with the presence of God King Cody. Welcome back, Cody. Um, we didn't have a show last week. Uh, Cody Rhodes, back. New hair. What is your opinion on it? I think he's the leader of the Dark Order. What? I think Cody Rhodes is the leader of the Dark Order. How does that, how does anything? Please make sense out of this, Cody. Have you fucking seen him? Like, his, his, first off, the night, his, his new logo is, is blood. It's like a blood-coated American Nightmare logo. Secondly, he dyed his hair black. His whole new appearance is like this dark, like, you know, this is like dark kind of like undertake a gothic-esque version of Cody Rhodes. It's not just black-haired Cody. This His whole suit was like kind of gothic-y. And then Brody Lee also comes out and is also wearing very nice suits. That, that kind of like, okay, like you guys are both wearing really good stuff. I don't know. To me, it seems like I think Cody Rhodes is the leader of the Dark Order and they're going to try to fool us. I don't know. And I know that's not usually what AEW does, but the fact that they change storylines so many times, I don't know. I could see that. And the Dark Order loves them if you watch BTE. Well. Oh, I haven't been watching BET. They sang his theme song and Brody Lee exposed himself. Great. Uh, Dasha's with him in the ring and welcomes him back. Uh, She asks how he's feeling and responds by mentioning Al Snow, uh, giving Cody advice saying, you'll always wrestle hurt. You never wrestle injured. And that, uh, and that Andre, the giant and Hulk Hogan is the greatest work match of all time because of the money it made. That's all that matters. Whatever he says, pre-pandemic, a handshake in the locker room. Uh, Cody says this. Says um, a pre-pandemic, a handshake in the locker room means we need each other in wrestling. Yeah, there are always two names in the marquee. He mentions the Big Show show opportunity with Rosario Dawson, Snoop Dogg, and just asks himself, who the hell is he? Wait, not the Big Uh, Show show. That's the Big Show show. 
That's the show that the big team, big show TBS is doing. It's the big big show, right? A no. big show show. Then what's the big? Wait, no, yeah, wait, no, hold on. yeah. You're no, no, mixing no, no, no. up the I Netflix. The, I'm mixing them up. Hold yeah, on. now I have saying. to look this up. It the big, big show show is on Netflix, and the I think <clears> it's the big big show, right? <laughs> I honestly this think it is. is. So fucking stupid. Big 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 show. Okay. Then what? Okay. Yeah, the big what show is show it? is the Netflix one for sure. Uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes. The big, big. Oh, this is why people watch us, dude. <laughs> okay, so he's going to be. <laughs> We're not finding that. No, it has to be around here, right? TBS, right? It's on TBS or TNT? Big show. Oh, the show. Go Big Show. The Go Big Show. The Go Big Show. Okay. Jesus. Like um, about 10 minutes, it's right? clearly made by people who don't follow wrestling. Um, and I lost my place now. Where am I? Well, he was I? talking about Hollywood giving call that epic that call from the, was it 323? Yeah. So Cody asks himself, who the hell is he? And he says, he's a guy who lost the TNT title in two minutes. Dasha says, he's back with both feet on the ground. He says, he the honored distinction of being the ace of the company belongs to the title holders. Dasha asks Cody if he accepts the dog collar match challenge. Cody says, the optics are unsafe and that as an executive VP, he, Corey, he says no. Oh well, that's un- that's disappointing. I thought Cody would never do something like WWE style. He says he has no regrets and he's no looking back. And next week he accepts that shit. Okay, that's for the video people. I just realized I'm always I'm always of the video. You mind, can't, but you, that's he walks away. He walks away from the yeah. You can't. Okay, how WWE was that though, dude? Like no. <gasps> No oh, regrets. Cody Rhodes, like, he is very much he's very much the living embodiment of what he thinks the WWE should have booked him. Yeah. yeah. And so he is in this company doing exactly what he thinks WWE should have booked him. And yes. Yeah. And hey, d- d- has it worked, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. I got like and two yeah. of his shirts. <laughs> then, and then he is totally vindicated in this very yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, he comes so yeah, he comes out and he accepts um and then Mr. Brody Lee just immediately comes out and fights Cody and they have to be separated by the entire locker room in dark order. And then Brandy comes out. She goes to the corner, the top rope and does a front falling flip. I don't even want to call it a flip. It just looked like she just, just fell, fell forward. She kind of looks like she just fell forward uh, in front of the, you know, the, yeah. the dark order people. And then she lands on her feet because they come on, man. They had to, they had to make sure she landed on her feet. Yeah. So for Anna J to attack her and then she attacks back. How many takes um, did that take? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they had to. There were no audience members. Um, yeah. So she front flips, and then like as, and then all the women have to separate Anna J and Brandy Rhodes, and then just, and I love this so much. Fucking Nyla Rose, just just because she felt like it, just tosses and kills Killian King, Kylan King. Oh, I didn't see into, that. Onto the barricade, and like it was just, it was just her just. Just hit, like using your opportunity of this fuckery yeah. just to fuck with even more people. Yeah, hell yeah. And, um, yeah. And then Brody comes out. They they fight again. And then Taz, he's just like, why, why are they separating him? I just want to see them fight. Just fight already. Ugh. And that was the end of that segment. He's so, so angry. Yeah, Cody, Cody versus Brody Lee dog collar match. Next week. I think Cody's winning this. Or there might be fuckery. Yeah. Because he's the leader. <laughs> of the, I think he wins or he loses. He, because he's the leader of the Dark Order. It makes sense. I don't think so, but you do you. Okay. I, I, I'm i not here to doubt your track record, Corey. You know what? 
I'm hey, like, I'm hey, like, you know Ishii. what? I'm the one that completely, I'm the one that completely predicted the Bray Wyatt stronghold, the the the, the, the Firefly Funhouse match. I'm the sure. Ishii of City Wrestling Radio. Okay, I put on great that shows. You'll never win. Yeah, sure. I'll put on, I put on great entertaining shows that I'll never win, but it's okay because it's entertaining. Yeah. So let's continue though. Tony's with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Uh, yeah, we are about 48 minutes of this. Uh, Cash Wheeler calls SCU backyarders and participation trophy guys, despite being the first tag champions. Tony asks about the Tony Shivani uh, asks about the Young Bucks, and Dax says they blow every opportunity. The name drop Meltzer with all the stars they get, and then Tony asks Tony asks about full gear, and then before FTR can mention can can make get any answer, the full heel. Tony turn. Tony is super kicked by Matt Jackson. And FTR just comes out and says, "We kick us, we're right here. Kick us, we're right here." Like as Matt, like after Matt Jackson, like kicks Tony, just like he he addresses like off screen Nick Jackson, even though we haven't seen Nick Jackson in like weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very, very sus. Suspect. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he has COVID? There Um, was a recent. uh, We didn't talk about this because there was no show last week. There was a recent outbreak in the AEW locker room. Yeah, I mean, last week Ben they did, Carter. You know, they did the whole thing too. Okay, so they did that whole thing last week where you know he comes out of the locker room and he goes, "Oh, hold on, Nick, I got this. Don't worry." And he's like talking back into the room. <laughs> hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. But yeah, then yeah, yeah, on. on BTE, they totally cut the Nick Jackson part. Like they have him walk out and goes, "I got this," but Brandon Cutler's in the room by himself. This I saw. So this it's I just I didn't it's confusing BTE, to yeah, me. I did see this. It's confusing to me when they're playing off of storylines on the show, but and normally they're pretty good with continuity at this point. Yeah, so, with, with like with their stuff, and yet I guess I guess when they filmed that particular that iPhone segment, and then they go back to the room, like those that, those were shot on different days. Obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, but it's just it's it's still very confusing that we all we have only seen Matt Jackson so far, and I mean that's not the only puzzling se- thing part about this segment. It's just. The dynamics between FTR and a potential and the and the Young Bucks is just kind of baffling to me because yeah. you have F, you frame these, you you frame FTR as these like like ultra snobby heel guys who think they're better than everybody else. They give them twenty minutes and all that other stuff, and yet yeah. and you have the Young Bucks, your perennial just tag team. They're the faces of the tag team division. Yeah, like yeah. they are. They represent that tag team division, and you kind of just have them. Like, if I were to. If I were to think of any justification of why they're acting like this, it's just that they're just being divas. They're being prima donnas about I mean, they have every right to be frustrated about everything, right? They're just being very angsty. And I don't uh, do you think that is do, but then I, they're full but heels, do you th- man. Like but then do you think that's a that's a good direction for to to for the young bucks to take when there's clearly a, there's a very clear heel tag team in FTR people like people like heels and people like the young bucks I think the people who really like the young bucks are going to be completely fine with them being heels because that but then no but then that also kind of just puts the whole dynamic between FTR just way out of whack then then who are you then it's just a heel versus heel thing and then there's no direct face and heels here in all elite wrestling we're just we let the musicians play their music like, listen, man, like as as archaic as that sounds, like as archaic as that sounds, like there is it is a very necessary thing to have a clear face and a heel because that yeah. what that's what dictates the story. Yeah. Like, do you want to see Red Skull like fight Thanos? I mean, like, yeah. how I'd, I'd are watch you in it. that fight? 
I'd watch. You'd watch it, but I'd then watch. how invested like, are you with that? Well, Thanos, I mean... <sighs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway. Don't take my point literally. This is... You know what I mean. I know what you mean. No, I, I, I get you. I, get, I, I think in wrestling there should at least be some sort of definition between like what these people stand for. You know what I mean? I just thought this was just completely puzzling and how the young books have been yeah. lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Um, and Cody joining the Dark Order doesn't make any sense either, but it's going to happen. Dasha's with the SCU. Uh, they say they say they're they say they're tag. They're going to be the tag champions. Scorpio Sky, Scorpio Sky says he's going to be the tag champions a second time. And then before they before Kaz Daniels and Sky enter the the ring you see sean spears personally looking at scorpio sky good luck yeah okay so um, which i get which is obviously just a tease between a program between scorpio sky and sean spears yeah because did you watch tuesday night uh dynamite late night dynamite no 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 because this makes sense because was there one this week no 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 this oh, was last week okay yeah. god that was last week feels oh. like fucking forever ago or two weeks ago actually i don't i have no frame of I have no time frame whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, they the, they they've been teasing this in the Tuesday Night Dynamite special with um Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky because Sean Spears had a match against Sky has somewhat kind of he's friends with um with Matt Sydal who had a match against Sean Spears and then uh, Sean Spears beat Matt Sydal. He did it was a teasing post match beat down Scorpio Sky, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to keep track. Hold on, I'm writing all this down. It's not that it's not that complicated. Sky is friends with Sidal. No, and... the one thing that I question though is a couple of weeks ago they were pushing Scorpio Sky as this singles competitor. They said Scorpio Sky was stepping away from the tag team. He has new theme music. He and wants now to be a... he eats the pin in this week's in, Dynamite in a tag match when you have Christopher Daniels on the outside and on BTE. Hey, it's a different thing. Hey, singles singles competition is different from I tag team competition. I understand that, but why are they pushing why did they say they were pushing him as a singles competitor and there he was stepping away from the tag team. He said I'm stepping away from the tag team. I want to do my own thing but still be a part of SCU. It's, why isn't Daniels be, in this match? He's probably injured. He probably can't wrestle right now um because yeah, no, in, in a logical world, in a logical sense. I mean, you, you, even if Daniels wasn't wrestling, yeah. Um, you'd have Kaz eat that pin. Um, yeah, I'm. It's yeah, it's no. not perfect. It's that is quite the that is quite the blemish on this one because yeah. uh, uh, this that is quite the blemish on an otherwise fantastic match between FTR and SCU. Uh, brush of brush of greatness match. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adam Page is on commentary. They ask Page why he's there, why he's here. He says he still has a vested interest in the tag division despite Omega's intentions to leave. Page disputes those confirmations. Uh, Wheeler fakes a Daniels distraction, which leads to Daniels getting ejected. Um, Paige asks Daniel to, so like as Daniels like just leaves, Paige just goes up to like he just yells at Christopher Daniels like, "Can you get me another drink?" Thanks. Kaz goes, uh, Kaz goads FTR into walking into a Topecon hero from Sky, and then right after that, Cash goads Sky into a Lariat on the outside after being pulled from the ring mid pinball. Sky does a phantom pin, but Paul Turner wasn't on time. Ah, excuse me. Russian leg sweep from Sky. Kaz gets the hot tag and just lariats. Leg drops his way to my heart because Kaz, Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian is 43 years old. And the way that he moves, the way that he just kind of goes on about just uh, 
the way he just kind of just moved like it he continues to just be the mo- one of the most underrated like performers in AEW. Yeah. Oh, Kazarian? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's really good, man, and he has hair now, so there you go. Maybe that's why. Maybe they should just call him Samson. Uh, 10 minutes past 10 minute remain match is going 50 50 between the two teams numbers don't lie tandem cutters from both SCU members to FTR cast kicks out of a power bomb dragon suplex combo cast counters a power slam from Harward's shoulder for a two count desperation att- pin attempts from sky as the clock ticks Tully holds on to Wheeler's arms to prevent another pinfall uh, and then the finish of the match Wheeler suplexes sky from the apron to the ring as Tully holds on to sky's legs for the pin and win like I said and I really, really like this match to a point where I kind of consider this match of the night. I think this was better than Page and Omega. Um, yeah. It really just kind of Page and Omega. Me. This was uh, FTR versus Page oh, and oh, Omega. Oh, okay, 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 okay. On, on, yeah, no, I'm not surprised that you forgot you forgot about that match. No, 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 no. I was just I thought you were. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. They, these two these two teams just had tremendous chemistry together, and it's. It's just all the more makes me. Where was Sean Spears? He was just, you know, why I mean, they didn't, why they they didn't need that? him. They what? didn't. They didn't need Sean Spears. Why like, they tease? Spears... Why they tease? Why they tease before the match? Then because make sense. no, no, because Scorpio Sky. Remember, like, yeah, no, like I, I told I you earlier, Scorpio Sky is rivaling with Sean Spears. Also, Sean Spears is so is still associated with Tully Blanchard. I got that. So then, there's that then, natural. Then why couldn't he come out and why couldn't Tully get ejected too? have him come out and do some sh- uh, chicanery? Because because Paul Turner didn't notice anything wrong with Tully Blanchard's involvement with the match. Like he didn't see anything. That's what I'm saying, though. It's fake. We could make it so if you're going to tease some sort of involvement for the match with Sean Spears, who has involvement. They didn't have to. They didn't but have to do this did. week. But they did tease it. They did. Yeah, they teased it, but then it doesn't have to spill into the match. There are plenty of other reasons why like, they would have just Then it didn't lost. pay off. Then it didn't pay off at that point. Dude, be- just because it didn't pay off this week, I we'll mean, see, no, we'll they see, just we'll teased see. it. The, we'll the, the payoff is still to come. You're just you're just being impatient on this end then. I, I'm viewing this episode as an episode. I'm can't you know and going i think honestly i feel like if you think a look at dynamite within within a bubble then i think you are going to leave very dissatisfied like my general opinion of this episode in general was still setting up stuff especially in after mm-hmm. after what was going on in this match yeah scu versus ftr yeah. which right after this an eight-man tournament for a shot at the aew title at full gear is announced in front of Hangman Adam Page, and then they announced the first three parts. So as so as um Hangman Adam Page, he, he it's like it's news. Like he this is him getting He's the like, news all right. Real cool. Time. What do we got? All right. Yeah. And, then, and the first three participants are announced. Just let me know who do we got. Who we got? We got Ray Phoenix. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Jungle Boy. Ooh. Yeah. And Kenny Omega. Oh. And then Page okay. almost does a spit take there as he leaves, I- and as soon as I saw that. That was My so God, sad. Corey. I almost My cried. God. Oh yeah, no, I felt really bad for Hangman and a page, like, oh. and so I felt like I got just got broken up with. I felt like I just found out somebody cheated on me. You know, <laughs> the build to Kenny Omega taking that title away from John Moxley oh. is upon us. And yep. motherfucker, here we go. Here we fucking. So go. Hangman's gonna, Hangman's gonna be in the tournament. It's gonna end up Hangman and Omega, right? Honestly, I kind of don't want that to happen. I kind of don't want that tournament. To be, I, I, there, you, you could see, you could see a hangman get upsetted in the second round. It's a four man, it's an eight man tournament. I can see maybe him getting gets, upset in this. He gets screwed by the Bucks, maybe. Maybe, yeah. honestly, maybe. 
Like I could see that happening. I can see and like because elite. Pa- again, because Page because Page cost Bucks the a shot at the a shot at the yep. title yep. At, yep. for yep. um for double or nothing yep. or yep. Yep. no not double or nothing all, all out. out yeah um and like I said yeah. you get you get to I kind of want to hold off I kind of want to hold off Kenny Omega versus Adam Page in the tournament because that's not that's that that is something you got to hold on to that yeah you got to yeah. I think it's too early for Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page to face at the tournament but who knows who knows mm-hmm. but yeah this um this eight man tournament kenny omega odds on favorite you sure jungle boy's not gonna win it i think jungle boy's gonna have a great match but i don't think he's gonna win it yeah. i this so far the participants announced for this i mean those three phoenix jungle boy and kenny omega oh <laughs> it would be nice to see somebody like i don't know I, that's the thing is like i would like to have seen like luchasaurus in it even though jungle boy is a hell of a competitor I don't know. It you would, would rather have jungle Luchasaurus than Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. In a singles competition, I would, uh, because I think he at least looks like that he's quite he, a take. Corey, he plays the role. He looks like he plays the role better of heavyweight in that in that team. He's the bigger guy. I mean, like, what? What gives me was, that? I mean, inclination? You, you're you're instilling you're instilling. That's the thing. The second that you install weight divisions in AEW. Just just throws every like all the divisions like well, way okay. out of whack. I'm not saying then, weight division. Then, but then why is then why is Darby Allen getting title shots? I you know I know there. I think there should be a light heavyweight title. I mean, AEW. There's a reason why they don't call it the World Heavyweight Championship, Corey. They don't. I thought they did the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. They, they just call it World Championship. Oh, okay. I am the AEW expert, Corey. You are. You are. You make you you make this claim. I'm putting my fucking foot on the I'll, ground I'll take on it. here and then immediately in the comment section there's like no they call it the world heavyweight championship well go fuck yourself isaiah cassidy versus chris oh, jericho right. you are right the aew yeah, world it. it's in wikipedia see it's right here they don't they don't they don't do yes, weight see. divisions dude this is this is a look at the fucking founders look at the executive vice presidents dude do it's they a, look like a guy and his dad well yeah but yeah but then the the, the, the wrestlers well, yeah the, the but executive still. vice presidents I know, on, man. I know, I know. Kenny Omega is easily the largest person there, and that even that's yeah, a stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. At this point, the NBA Finals are starting, so I don't. Let's see how the demo got fares. <laughs> You're like, ah, uh, and some stuff happened. Let's continue to NXT. No, no, no. I followed this. <laughs> uh, Jericho face rubs and shoves Cassidy. Cassidy has none of it and scraps at him. Mahi stall Kredo to Jericho to a very close fall on a taped dynamite. <laughs> JR throws to picture and picture, and the picture just never comes. Um, there was one. I, just, I feel like that's just a rib at this point. Well, there was one point too where J- I felt like Jared was especially sassy on the during this taping because he was just snapping on people. Like, well, I have I my opinion of Jr. These past couple of weeks on AEW have just been generally in the negative. Like there, he even called out week, Excalibur. No, there, there were like, la- like yeah, there were la- there was last week where Excalibur like was pointing out you know. Oh, um, that's a move. No, <laughs> he was pointing out references to uh, fuck his name he was pointing out all japan references and then like jr was just like oh yeah no we expect everybody to know that and i'm like motherfucker he's it's excalibur he's there to educate well, you like even, you're just you're I just kind of there and he's just jr was just being lightweight just being uncooperative with but excalibur. even tonight it's like he just there was a point yeah. where it was like he's like oh modified bulldog and then jr was like oh well, that's what we call that's actually called a." Something da, da, da. I can't remember exactly what he said. I get it, but, but, like but then it's but on air that... though, like on air, like no, no, that, no, yeah, that, no, that doesn't uh, need of to be course. exactly. It's just that it's like if I said if you said to me right now, like Corey, you're effing wrong. Like no, you are wrong. You don't. You didn't get that right. You are wrong. 
Like, it'd be kind of rude. I'd be like, oh, Michael. Well, the thing is, JR wasn't exactly being so nicer. Just, no, he was, no, JR was just being passive about it. Like, oh, yeah, we expected everybody to know that. Like, he <laughs> he just just kind of just came off as, like, Where's Hangman? Can Hangman come back out here and hang out with me? Yeah. Listen to um, some Apple podcast. Uh, Cassidy does a swanton bomb. Jericho heals it up on Cassidy, but it runs into a turnbuckle after his bulldog gets reversed. Flipping forward, springboard stunner from Cassidy. Cassidy catches Jericho from a springboard corner drop kick to another stunner for another near fall. Jericho goes for the line salt and had his and has his head land right on Cassidy's knees. I thought like Jericho was going to have a concussion here that we just did not know about, but apparently he's fine because we would have known about that. Yeah. Um, Cassidy does the line salt and a code breaker, which both warrants near falls and. Um, Actually, I've missed a spot here. Luther hits Jericho after Jericho gets shoved onto the barricade, teasing a feud that literally nobody wants. And, like, this was not clear. Like, Aubrey Edwards was not being distracted. Like, how was this not a DQ finish? Was it a was it a no DQ match? I, I don't think well, so. It was never advertised. It's just you like, know, you I see think... Luther, you see Luther actually attacking Chris Jericho. Do you think of what? Like it was all? Are they just going to say it was outside the barricade? I think all the wrestling is taking on my new rule. You know, I think referees need to file paperwork if they call for a DQ, so there's less DQs called, less botches. You know, it just makes some matches less pure. Well, the way more disputed. New Japan, New Japan, fucking Minoru Suzuki can use a fucking chair over and over again, and that's okay. Like I'm just saying, like. It happen. It's starting to happen more and more. It's being more prevalent in wrestling, and I think we might have to just get used to stuff like this. Like, yeah, like I don't know. I think it's stupid though. Playoff rules. Jericho goes for the lion salt and has his head land on Cassidy's knee. Cassidy does the lion salt and a code breaker, which bo- both warrants near falls. Excuse me. Springboard from Cassidy into a Judas effect pin and win. I thought this was a spirited, gutsy performance by Isaiah oh, Cassidy. Yeah. I still think he's very, very, very green. Well, not very, very green, but he's very green. He's one only one very. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it was just another one for Jericho. I. He's like lime answer. green. He's not forest green. He's lime green. Uh, Jericho and Hager brawl with Luther and Serpentico post match. Uh, ADR Excalibur is tacked on as he says. Jericho and Luther go way back in Calgary. Like they just had to put that in there, like a justification. Stu Hart's dungeon. I mean, wrestled there. It was uh, no. It was Excalibur saying this because they. No, oh, it's too hard. Dungeon. No, the one thing I don't. Um, That's Mar Ronaldo. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, God, I lost my train. I, I think this is only to put Hager and Jerica in back in the tag division. You know, they want I mean, to do the whole they, tag they, division they are thing. In the, they are just in the thick of it. Well, yeah. I mean, Jericho had a singles match, so I think they wanted to remind people. Yeah, but they're in a singles match against a, a guy who's a member of a tag team. I understand that, but there's people that don't pay that close of attention to it like we do. So I'm saying, like, to to do this, it's like, okay, let's remind people that Jericho is now a tag team competitor. Next week, they're going to have a match against this tag team. I mean, I think it's, you'd have to be really stupid to not think this is not like a casual fans. Casual fans. That's the only reason I say that. Whatever, man. Uh, Miro and Kip are in some room. They plan the bachelor party as they throw blue balls and axes as they plan some more out of the bachelor uh, the bachelor party. And then they're in a David Busters playing Pac-Man and then out of the blue, fucking Billy Mitchell comes in. Who's and Billy just, Mitchell? Billy Mitchell is the world record holder for Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. And he is a very, very polarizing figure within that realm because let's just say his records have been have been very what? He cheated though, right? With Pac-Man? That's that's what I was about to say. His his records have since been disputed by Guinness and uh and uh, Iron Galaxy, 
I think that's what it's called, actually. Iron Galaxy. Like, I, think he didn't, he, he, I think that's the name of something. I think that's the name of something. But ever since then, Guinness re, like Guinness reinstated his scores after like much like deliberation, because the story is that uh, the records that uh, Billy Mitchell holds for I think I think it was Donkey Kong or pa- I think it was Pac Man. It, it was, was I think it was it was a game, and so that was played on an emulation an emulator meaning he played it on his pc oh it wasn't on an actual arcade board and uh yeah he has since been under a very much of a bit a good amount of controversy surrounding him so he's a very polarizing figure he's on he's on an episode of AEW dynamite <laughs> you know i thought this was the most random cameo that i've seen Okay. Probably ever. So on July 3rd, 1999, Mitchell was the first person to achieve the perfect score of 3,333,360 points of the original 1980 arcade version of the classic video game Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to read his controversies. Uh, I mean, I I just only pulled up Wikipedia. Uh, In 2018, Mitchell's high scores were challenged after members of the Twin Galaxies forum found a discrepancy in the video Mitchell had provided to the King of Kong, suggested that he may have used an emulation software to falsify his score. Both Twin Galaxies and Guinness invalidated all of Mitchell's records, but Mitchell successfully appealed the reverse uh, of Guinness removals in June 2020. Twin Galaxies did not reverse their disqualifications, leading to Mitchell file a defamation lawsuit. Oh, shit, I know we talked about that twice tonight. Um, in Twin Galaxies in 2020. In addition, yeah. Mitchell's family owns Ricky's Restaurants in Hollywood, Florida. That Maybe that's where they were. And not, Was it Dave and Buster's? Or? Yeah, it was probably Ricky's Restaurants. Okay. I'm, I'm, it wasn't it Florida. It looked like a Dave and Buster's. So. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, watch King of Kong: Fistful of Quarters. It's probably like really dated now, um, because the, the high scores. But it's it's a documentary about Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeby, another dude, just competing themselves, competing against each other over the high score of Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, highly recommended. But a lot of stuff has happened since then, which I think since not really held up. But yeah, <laughs> the most random wrestling is. I think that that's that ranks up there as like the most random wrestling cameo. I mean, in the history, we, we, hey, if you want to bring back top 10, I got your idea there. Even though, wait a minute, didn't we do? We did, did we did wrestling, we did pro wrestlers in cameos and TV shows. We didn't do TV actors. You got to reverse that. You got to reverse that. Celebrities making cameos in wrestling shows. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can make it. You can make it. I mean, we're not promising anything, right? You can definitely make that. Yeah, just use that. Use that new webcam. I'll write it on my screen here. There you go. Anyways. Where am I? Okay, FTR bullying best friends backstage. Orange Cassidy calls them weenies because last week Chuck Taylor called them weenies, and I love it. I love Chuck Taylor. I love Chuck Taylor's just elementary school name calling to tag teams he doesn't like. He calls he called um, proud and powerful uh, ding dongs, and he's calling uh, FTR weenies. I God bless you, Chuck Taylor. Yeah, God bless you. Orange Cassidy versus number ten of the Dark Order. Ten gives oranges shades to John Silver. Heel heat building on orange. We get a delayed vertical suplex from ten. Um, they with uh, British Bulldog comparisons. He himself puts Orange's hands in his pockets himself. Um, after that, he spine busters to Orange. Uh, orange dives to Dark Order. Swing DDT. Orange punch. Punch break. Pin and win. Orange Cassidy getting his win back on the Dark Order after losing to Mr. Brody Lee on that TNT Championship match I mean, last it's, week. It's just yeah. number ten. I mean, I don't know. He got the one, two, three on number 10. So I don't know. I, I feel I, like I, my throat is getting drier the more I drink water. Uh-oh. Do you? 
Like it's like the when I drink water, like every time I, after I speak, it just gets even drier. What do you do? You know we do that? talk a lot, and talking does dry your mouth. <clears throat> So it does happen. I, there, oh, my God. There are points, yeah. I think, on the Heat show. And if you don't watch our retro Sunday Night Heat review. Buy me some time, Corey. Uh, check it out uh, in the link above because it's it's up there somewhere. I think. Wait, hold on. It's up, oh, it's up there. It's, there it is. It's over there. Hey, there it is. Hey, click that. It doesn't lead you to a Russian uh, website that takes all your information in your face and votes for you. Uh, no, it takes you to a video that I do every week with Jose Oseguera, our retro heat and retro pay-per-view. We just did Breakdown 1998. Uh, heads up. How was it, Corey? It was bad. All right. Uh, if you want to hear more of that, go listen to the Breakdown <laughs> yeah. pay-per-view or the Breakdown podcast yeah. pay-per-view thing. Breakdown of Breakdown. Nice. Nice. And you all broke down. MJF comes out with gifts to congratulate Jericho. MJF gives them customized silk pressed jackets for everyone but Sammy Guevara. Jericho asks, what the hell is he doing here? And asks if he wants to join the inner circle. MJF retorts if he wants him to join the inner circle. This is playing off of something that happened, I think, almost a year ago now. What was when when MJF when MJF and Jericho were in the ring and they said they said, well, they were doing the exact same thing. They said, well, do you want to join the inner circle? Well, do you want me to join the inner circle? And they were like, well, we both hate Cody. Cody sucks. Yeah. Remember? You remember this? Yeah. 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 It's just like it was made way more apparent last week when they did the whole or two weeks ago. And then last week where they both saw each other picture in picture, both calling each other losers. I don't know. Like yeah, one. I don't know what MJF's training because I know he was talking about joining a stable like four weeks ago. Honestly, MJF is that type of asshole who realizes how much of an asshole he is and what like he, the only friend he has is the one he's paying, which is Wardlow. Yeah, and so like he's trying to buy trying more friends. To find friend. He's trying to buy friends. He's literally buying friends. He's trying to buy four new friends. And and it's really interesting the fact that Sammy Guevara is the only person without jacket well and no and as we end this segment as we end the segment sammy is about to say what a loser but jericho stops him and says perhaps he's not so i think what mjf is trying to do is getting rid of sammy i mean think is he's obviously trying to get rid of sammy and take his place and and take his place and take his spot so jericho's just gonna use mjf though Jericho's smarter than that. Jericho knows what's going on. I think is he though? I think he like, is. Jericho, Jericho can be smart, but then he can also. I be think really Jericho, dumb. Jericho sees a way to maybe utilize him and Wardlow, maybe for them to win the tag titles. You never know. That's true. That's so, true. Because, yeah, yeah, I'm very curious on this. Dire- Again, like I said, you're I'm, you're curious about certain directions and builds going yeah. into these dynamites and i think it, it's more apparent and on tape to dynamites as well yeah dr Britt baker dmd with reba versus red velvet jr obviously makes a cake joke because of red velvet uh baker does a bar- barbed wire uh submission I, I didn't like how they didn't do uh red velvet's intro i, I love that though they said from we, got, sh- from sh- we got television time to deal with Corey. straight out you of your mama's kitchen i love that that's true uh Barker, yeah, Baker does a barbed wire a hold. She's um, they the commentary points out that she's more of a submission fo- uh, focused wrestler in this return of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, hammerlock clothesline from Baker. Baker, as we get a close up, Jr. says, "Normally, wrestling de- dentists are ugly, but not this one." <laughs> That's weird. Uh, butterfly suplex to Velvet, sling blade from Baker, roll up attempts from Velvet, super kick and swinging fisherman's neck breaker, heel kick to the face, pin win, Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, I thought Britt Baker looked great in her return. She's clearly working out. Uh, 
you know, with her, oh, yeah. like with her absence, like she's clearly trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, I think I thought she looked great. Um, and her return is much needed in this division. Yeah. Hi. Uh, it's going to be good to see what ba- what happens to Baker. And she's going for the title, obviously. Was she? Che- no, she wasn't champion. I mean, she lost a big swall, though. But then that was a special match. Yeah. So they can they can they can definitely continue that in a regular match fashion, which yeah. I haven't seen Big Swole in a very long uh, time. All Cedric's off TV too, so yeah. So I mean, wait, he wasn't on Raw? No, he's at, he's at Hurt Business Boot Camp. Um, yeah. Precautions, people. Precautions, mm-hmm. people. Uh, Post match beatdown. Baker is handed a glove for the lockjaw. Uh, they said message sent, and then Jr. then <laughs> says the message is that she's the baddest bitch on the block. You think you think anybody on commentary, any male commentator has a right to say that? Sure. I mean, I feel like Veda Scott, I feel like Veda Scott would have probably said it. Like you yeah. never hear They just it doesn't sound natural. Oh, it just did not sound natural at all. Like I was kind of And if and if Taz think about, said no, it, think about it. A male commentator calling I mean, and granted it's it's more of a compliment in this in the context of this, it's more of a complimentary yeah. term towards Britt Baker. If she you know, if the she said bitch it in the block yeah, if Britt Baker went around and said it, like, like okay, Mia Yim, she was the HBIC, and if she went in, in the indie, she called herself the head bitch in charge. You could say, oh, look at her, she's the HBIC. You know, she she is the one in charge. That's fine, but to hear it's Jr. To hear okay, J- I know why. Uh, she's that's, a that's bad bitch. You know, is and even like I was saying, even if I was gonna say, well, if Taz, no, because it would even sound worse. Oh, she's the baddest bitch. You know, I'm like, whoa, Taz, calm down. Like, Jesus Christ. So now, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's. Yeah. I, I think they should probably turn it down a little bit. There are so just meant so many things that are just easily avoidable on what J- Jr. can and can't say. Yeah, like it's yeah they. Yeah. You can talk about barbecue sauce. That's fine. I love that. I love Jaren. I love Jaren Jr. So, talk about drinks and sauce. So we are getting, and then we get a rundown of next week. What uh, we got? With Chaos Projects, Serpentico and Luther versus Jericho and Hager. Ooh, and then. Uh, Brian Cage versus Will Hobbs a for rematch. the FTW uh, Heavyweight Championship. That's a rematch of All Pro Wrestling's We Out Here. So that I, doesn't exist. Uh, yes, Cody, does. okay, it does exist. <laughs> I saw this match live already, okay? Yeah, how was it? It was, it was a good match, good Hoss match. I can't remember okay. who won. Uh, I think Will Hobbs won. And then Cody versus Brody Lee, Dog Collar TNT Championship. The That's all we got so far announced the, for this week. Yeah. Or, I mean, for next week on Dynamite. Main event, Eddie Kingston is out with Phoenix, Penta, and referee Bryce Remsburg. Uh, Eddie is just straight up just buttering up Remsburg, saying he's friends with him for 18 years, which is, you know what, honestly probably true because Bryce Remsburg, he's been around, you know, very well-respected referee. Yeah. Uh, so is Eddie Kingston, very well-respected in those circles. He says he was put in the bulldog choke, and he says he did not tap. He then abuse, he abuses Remsburg some more over the submission and asks him what gave him the balls to ring the bell and then Remsburg getting quite a bit of mic time saying it's his job to protect him to protect Eddie from himself to yeah. a lot of cheers. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was actually kind of nice. Um, and then just as Eddie is about to stick the Lucha bros on, uh, on Bryce Mox comes out with a, to the rescue with a barbed wire bat. And that leads us. And that leads us with a stare down of Mox between Eddie and the Lucha bros with the butcher from butcher and blade sneaking <laughs> butcher and blade fame. Uh, yeah, of Butcher of Butcher and Blade fame right behind him. And immediately what I thought is Blade's not around. 
Blade is not oh, around. Yeah, yep, yep. That yep. meaning probably Allie is not around. We got her. Where's Again. QT Marshall? Where's Dustin? It's They were in contact with Cody. Why is Cody there? He's going to fight Brody. Everyone's gone. Ah! Cancel it. Close it down. Well, Again, they actually opened Florida up, so I think I'll... That's it's it's that's Ooh. the thing though like you AEW is very transparent like they themselves said oh uh lance archer he's unable to perform because they have no choice but to say like lance archer he is unable to perform because he came into contact with somebody with covid and then just it, house of cards just have just happened and yes. i know this is last week's news and um but it's spilling into next this week because this was filmed last show. week yeah yeah so where am I? Butcher sneaks behind Mox. Good for the, and I just thought good for the butcher. Main eventing dynamite. Yeah. Because he's he's probably all they have left. Andy Williams, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe. Yeah, getting a title shot. You know, I don't think he ever thought. My money is on the butcher. Uh kick punch affair between the two. Mox employs a bit of MMA as he employs an arm bar to butcher. Single leg crab on the bad knee to Mox. Mox attempts a paradigm, but Butcher is just too big. Butcher attempts a stretch muffler, kind kinda gets it, but Mox's knee isn't isn't really favored. Um, I mean, it's not doing any favors for Moxley's knee. Uh, Mox goads Butcher onto the barricade. Mox rests as the Butcher goes to the ring slowly as he, you know, counts his blessings as mm-hmm. he's Butcher's counted out. The exchange strikes. Mox is about to go for a running strike, but his knee is still bothering him. And that's a second of weakness opens up for Butcher to do a running crossbody pump handle into a urinagi from Butcher. And you see Eddie Kingston on the apron with a like teasing with a towel. Uh, I think that was just him holding a towel, but then he was just jawjacking Chris Rensburg. I it didn't really, really tease at anything. Uh, there was a really nice touch for Eddie Kingston. Like, there's a close-up on him, and then he immediately just turned. Like, he's the, the closest on him, and he just immediately faces the camera and just, get the camera off me. I thought that was a really nice touch that yeah. you normally just don't see that much in wrestling. Um, now, where am I? Mox gets a superplex, but Butcher gets control of Mox's leg, but is driven to the top turnbuckle pad, followed by a gotch pile driver. Uh, we forgot to mention this in news, but apparently Minoru Suzuki might be out of New Japan soon. He's probably going to come out of Noah, go to, back to Noah. Gotch pile driver. Wait, what? Intent. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, didn't hear about hear, that? I didn't hear this. Minoru, it's been, it's kind of a rumor. This is why you're the New Japan expert. It's, it's kind of just out there that Minoru Suzuki is, uh, on his way out. That's been a, kind of a rumor for a little while though, right? He always just kind of goes in and out. I mean, why not, why not, um... Why not AEW? Moxley doing a gotch pile driver, Corey. He's that's, been doing it for a while. Well, well, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, I would love to hear, hopefully, Kaze Ninare in the AEW. Oh, oh they can't get Oh, that, no. Though. It's Minoru Suzuki. Let me finish this match, actually. Uh, Butcher does a crossbody from Brett's rope. Moxley slams Butcher and does a bulldog choke as he stares down. No. Yeah, Moxley slams Butcher with a DDT. Does a bulldog choke. Um, but then this time Butcher taps, uh, and then he, as he taps, he stares down Kingston. I just thought this was a badass looking shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Kingston is having a tantrum outside as we end the show as Moxley celebrating with his titles being retained. Um, I thought this was a fine, uh, main event match. It was very much, I thought it was a little bit too kick punchy for my tastes, but oh, then, like, do you say that kick punch? Yeah, it, it was, it also kind of went. A little bit too long. I'm the one complaining this week that a match went a little bit oh, too long. I'll get there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a fine, fine, fine match. Uh, match in a very fine dynamite. A lot of storylines. I love 
honestly, the highlight was SCU versus FTR. I thought that match was excellent. Um, I really love. I really loved the whole Adam Page being felt feeling like he's slighted with the announcements for. Um, he gets sad thinking about it every time. Yeah, no, Adam Page is just. He is to me the like the real everyman in wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for that that though those those minutes, those very sparing minutes that he was on the show, for him to just react to that match of FCU versus FTR and having him feel a little bit emotional yeah. over him not being announced as one of some of the participants in the in the tournament. The fact that the fact that that's my main take one of my main takeaways of that show mm-hmm. speaks volumes. There you go. Otherwise, I thought this dynamite was okay. Decent show. It was. It, it was what I would say. Uh, good show. Good show. Good show. Good show. Well, let's continue on with our NXT review. I will take it from here. Uh, well, noticeably uh, still gone is one Wade Barrett, who just recently signed resigned with WWE as an NXT commentator. So. There you go. Resigned or just signed because like he was well, he, gone. He could just sign. I mean, he 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 was gone, and then he we digress. He signed again, so he resigned with WWE. Well, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying though. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai to begin the mat to begin the show. Uh, the woman from Oakland versus the woman from Auckland. Uh, we have a battle of the lens. You know you love it. Uh, back and forth. Between, That's how, that I love it so much. It hurts. <laughs> back and forth between the two women. We have an inverted atomic drop to a ball pit leg drop to Dakota Kai. Is it a what is it? You know that when she pit? does when she does you do the splits and then you do the leg drop between the legs. I just call it a ball pit because she goes welcome to the ball pit. Blah, I'm Shotzi. Cool. You're a Nagi backbreaker to Shotzi. Uh, kick out of uh, kick into the commercial break. Back from break though, Shotzi having control of Kai with a wicked knee strike to a cannonball on the ropes. They eventually battle on the apron, resulting in what I first thought was Kai giving Shotzi um, some sort of move, but actually it was Shotzi giving Kai a blockbuster onto the apron, but they both hit the apron side of the ring and the apron so hard that I don't think either one of them really got out of it better than the other. Another dangerous spot for Shotzi Blackheart. I saw this on Twitter. Um, I saw that. I saw that bump on Twitter. Yeah, eventually uh, Shotzi is tripped up by Raquel Gonzalez. Cue Rhea Ripley coming out to the ring because, you know, she doesn't like Raquel. Uh, Dakota goes for the running haluba kick. Shotzi evades, rolls her up for the win. Uh, pin win. It was a decent match besides that one scary spot. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, in oh, opinion. wow. Same as uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. You know what? Yes. <laughs> Different shows. <laughs> I love how, you know, different shows, Michael. Different shows, okay? Okay, then we go to Isaiah Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar. Picture-in-picture, uh, picture, actually, just like us, but we actually have way better lighting. I don't know why these guys are in two of the most dimly lidded rooms that I've ever seen. Um, the plus side of this, though, they can actually hear each other, and they go back and forth, and they have some good back-and-forth exchange of words. Uh, Swerve Scott just kind of says, you know, I've beaten you before. Uh, if I have a fair shot, at the cruiserweight title, I take over. It'll be a different story than what happened last time. Escobar says he'll get a fair match. Um, so, I mean, will we get El Legado del Fantasma coming down to the ring? Will we not? Will he have the loaded mask under the ring? We'll see. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we did, we, you were saying this before, but we weren't on last week. So we're going to have a return to NXT TakeOver. A former champion is returning. 
Uh, nobody knows who this is. Have you seen these video packages yet, Michael? No. You haven't seen one from last week? So there's a video package, and it's like in... Ironically, it's in Night Vision. I don't think it's Randy Orton because he's not a former NXT champion. Um, but it's in Night Vision. Somebody breaking a, a case where the NXT title is being held. They they said they're a former champion coming back to reclaim what's theirs. Um, once you leave something and come back to find it all in disarray, you know you have to get things back to the way they were. Um, there was rumor that this could actually be the return of Bo Dallas to NXT. God, I remember that guy. Yeah. Um, but is Curtis Axel's is Curtis Axel still with the company? No, no, he was let go. I think recently. So yeah, I guess that would be that would be the return. That's a good guess. He's a, he's a former champion. Can't be Biggie. Yeah, it he's could, the first champion. Oh no, he's not the first champion. It could be Andrade. I mean, there's there's the chance of that. It could be Alistair Black. You know, we technically yeah. don't know who it could be, but. Uh, he on this, and it could be a woman too, because I thought I saw a certain point that I saw blonde hair coming from the back because somebody was riding a motorcycle. This person rides a motorcycle too. So returning NXT champion is, I mean, a, a former NXT Charlotte. champion is returning. It could be Charlotte. You know, I, I there's yeah, uh, but they did say I hear them say you can never go back home. Too many roads to be taken. They like said they pick up a flyer of NXT Takeover 31. Uh, they're yeah, it says they're gonna reveal themselves at Takeover. So we'll see. Uh, then we get a Kyle O'Reilly Prime Target video package, which this is really, really good. Very well done. I don't think it was done by anyone in the immediate WWE production. I mean, truck. that's just on brand with Prime Target. Like that that company, that man, that or woman. I mean, I don't even know who makes these, but it's very clear. Like these were made from the UK scene. Yeah. Uh, says uh, he's been focused. Well, O'Reilly says he's been focused on Balor for a while. He says once he got to Japan, Balor came to NXT. Once he came to America, you know, it's kind of this chasing Finn Balor across the world. He's always wanted to fight him. Um, he says he wins. Uh, he'll win the NXT title. And the United Air. Or, sorry. The Undisputed Era will stick together and we, they will have the second phase of the Undisputed Prophecy. So this package really built up Kyle O'Reilly as the babyface going into this. And a lot of things did, but we'll get there. Sarah Schreiber with the Garganos. Um, nothing really I can say besides they're going to face Damian Priest and Io Shirai tonight. And they have matching gear. or ma uh, Yeah, not color scheme, but they have matching gear. So good for them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have our favorite, one of our favorite wrestlers on the NXT roster, Cameron Grimes. He uh, he says he's not in a good mood because because uh, you know what came happened in the Gauntlet Eliminator. He says who who came up with that idea? Was it wasn't Mister Regal? I know that for sure. Uh, I don't know why he sounds like AJ Styles, but uh, this is when I noticed though yeah. there's um, there's no fans in the crowd, but there's been constant booing and cheering the entire night. There's not even wrestlers out there. That was me, Corey. Oh, it was you screaming yeah. like a million people. That it just—that's how mad I am. You know, <laughs> it just to me, it, it threw me off at that. Once I noticed it, I just couldn't stop noticing it the entire night. Uh, that's when Grimes created the Cameron Grimes Invitational. He's gonna—he handpicks his opponents for tonight, and he's gonna take them all out one by one. Because Cameron Grimes going to the moon. Uh, next up, well, his first match, Cameron Grimes versus. Joey Pistachio or Joe Pistachio, but nonetheless, a cave-in, pin, win. He takes out Joey Pistachio. <clears throat> then he calls out his next opponent, Joey Strong, who gets thrown out of nowhere from the backstage to the ramp. And Rich Holland makes his appearance 
on NXT. Uh, Grimes says, he says, hey, hey, Rich, I- I'd love to shake your hand, uh, but you're not in the Cameron Grimes Invitational, so uh, maybe next time I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll go about this. <laughs> oh, boy. He's the one person, in my opinion, that... Rich Holland should... or Cameron? Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Cameron Grimes is the, the one person that I really only care about in this NXT brand so far. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's great. He's going to the moon. He's very, very likable, and I think... And I think his pivot to I, I'm counting to the days where he is just pivoting towards that to that to that uh, to that endearing face because I do think he's very way I think there's way more potential in that direction than what he's doing right now. Hey, yeah, uh, but no, uh, Rich Holland comes he's out really good, dude. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. He's really really. I mean, yeah. he guy used to wrestle. There's in a PW- reason why he's presented like as so so frequently. There's he used to wrestle in PWG for how long as Trevor Lee, you know. Yeah. Impact superstar Trevor Lee. Um, but Ridge Holland comes out. They actually have a match. Uh, Ridge takes it to Grimes. Uh, Ridge Holland stomping down, ignores the ref count as DQ finish. Um, Grimes wins by DQ, technically. But Ridge Holland didn't care because he just wanted to beat the shit out of Cameron Grimes. And I was completely okay with that. <sighs> he just didn't stomp. I'm stomping. not okay with it. You think you think he should have just stopped stomping? He said, okay, thank you, referee. I just want All Cameron right, referee. I just want him to be safe. There you go. Uh, Sarah Schreiber's backstage with Austin Theory. Um, he says his name should never be in... Because she asked him. I was, she was last week you had some struggle in your match. He goes, my name should never be in the same sentence as the word struggle. Uh-huh. Says, uh, says that it's an inspiration that Kyle O'Reilly... That it took him 50 years to get to the, 15 years to get to the NXT title shot. But I was on WrestleMania when I was 22 years old. And I just want, and and now you're here. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll we'll continue. Uh, Kushida video package. Uh, I mean, Kushida, he's presenting. They're presenting this new vicious form of Kushida. Uh, he says that um, his move. I'm all for it. He says his move to America really held him back. He's, you know, I mean, I get it. Moving to a new country, it's gonna it's gonna take a mental and physical toll on you. You got to move your bed. You know, I mean, of course, you're not going to have great matches. So I get it, Kushida. Don't worry about it. But says the Velveteen Dream will be a stepping stone uh, for Kushida. And he is now vicious. So I love it because we get to see the new vicious side of Kushida in this next match. We have Kushida versus a returning Tony Nese. What did he dress like? Kushida. Did he still have his Back to the Future gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He still had his gear on. (laughs) What? Still got his gear on. I mean, he's not he's not a, a new person. He's just new. He's just vicious. He's got that hoverboard lock. I mean, come on. He could still be Marty McFly and kick some ass. Why not? He, he should change his gear. Nice. If he's going to do this. Nice. Maybe they maybe this was just. Yeah. No, no. Go on. Go no, 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 no. You go. Because I'm already I'm done with my point. Uh, nice tries to pose, but Kushida kicks him right in the head. Uh, high angle slingshot to Kushida off the top rope. Kushida transitioned the pump handle slam into like an arm bar style slam, uh, hoverboard lock, submission. Uh, this match gets a 5 out of 10. It was very short, but it was pretty fluid. Uh, they want to give Kushida this new vicious appearance and hell, beating Tony Nese in a matter of minutes, that'll do it. Uh, after the match, the arena goes purple and Dream appears on the screen. He says, it doesn't matter what Kushida shows up at NXT TakeOver because you won't be able to handle the spotlight. See you Sunday. And then... How are these guys so in close proximity with each other in these segments? What do you mean? 
There, no, fucking uh, Austin Theory and oh, oh, Austin, oh. Austin Theory and um, Velveteen you know, Dream. You know, honestly, when I said Velvet, and I was like, oh shit, they are in back to back sake. I, I didn't even say it. you said this it. is the second time this has happened, and you're just kind of just. Well, we'll oh, get to the way um, Austin Theory is being booked. So, you know, there is that uh, positive side of things. He's not. It's not like he's going out and, and yeah, winning matches. So we'll get there though. Uh, next up, we have Cam- a lot of returns on the show, actually. Cameron Grimes backstage looking for Regal, and he bumps into the returning Dexter Loomis. So after, what, two or three weeks, Dexter Loomis is back. Um, he asks, he says, God, that had more than two weeks, dude. It's like four weeks, like, I think. It, it, it's been, it felt like months. Because yeah. was he injured? Uh, I don't I know. I think he was. No, I mean, he had that thing with Velveteen Dream before Velveteen Dream turned teal. Remember, he was like trying to be his partner. Remember, they were trying to be partners. And then, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so he, uh, Cameron Grimes says, hey, where, where's, where, where, where's Regal? I need to talk to him. Uh, and then Loomis just stares and goes, you're a freak. And then just walks away. So there's that. Welcome back, Dexter, <laughs> Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Um, welcome back, Dexter Loomis. Uh, next up, we have Adam Cole coming to the ring for an in-ring promo. Talks about the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the uh, and the end of the undisputed prophecy. He goes, all of a sudden something changed, and people think they could say anything to us. Uh, he goes, nothing has changed. We are still the same undisputed era that won the first war games. We're still the same UE that dominated the brand. So Austin Theory, you th- get your ass down here because uh, you think you're going to talk shit to my friend Adam. Cole. He didn't say shit. You, you think you're going to talk to Adam Cole, about Adam Cole like or sorry Kyle O'Reilly like that? The other show can say shit. Yeah. Um, so out comes Austin theory. Uh, they go have an exchange of words, but Cole gives him two options. He says, bring your stupid face through the ropes and fight me like a man or two stand there. And me and the undisputed era will beat you up. And yeah, they'll beat you up. Uh, theory though is pretty smart for once in his life uh, and comes down to the ring. Um, uh, he says, you know what? I don't want to get beat up by three guys. I'll just get beat up by one. Uh, so we have Adam Cole versus Austin theory. And this was just like, Jesus Christ. This was like a 10-minute burial match. Like, yeah, like a southern accent sneaking in a Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Camber Grimes is here to just tell you that Jesus Christ is too long of a match. No. Hoo-wee! Uh I was kind of like that. Um, Adam Cole takes it to Austin Theory. Pump kicks the Theory. Neck breaker to Theory. Theory tries to leave but receives a pump kick back from break. Theory does get a couple of uh, uh, shots in on Adam Cole. But Jesus Christ, like. This is just like Adam Cole, the entire match. Backstabber to Theory. Theory evades uh, Panama Sunrise. Gives Cole a super kick to the his head. Blue Thunderbomb. And I, that was the only spot I think Theory got on TV. A hard super kick to Theory. Theory rolls into the ring for another super kick. Uh, neck breaker suplex. Last shot. Pin. Win. Adam Cole. Uh, what do you think this uh, means for the direction of... Um of the the Kyle O'Reilly, uh, we still have, we still we st- kind of there's still a face to face. So there's I'm going to talk about that when I get there. But okay. but no. But I, then what, from from what you've seen out of Adam Cole, well, uh, well, I want to just match. wait. Let's just wait after yeah, yeah. the, the six uh, six point five out of ten. This is a pretty damn good match, even though it was a squash match. <laughs> even though it's it's a despite your complaints, point five better than uh, yes, Tomohiro yes. and yes, yes, Minoru Suzuki. You're just going to use that one example, aren't you? Yeah, because did you just like like it, it is the ultimate example, in no, my opinion. Uh, of, but it is at the end of the day, it's your opinion. Um, <laughs> let's see. So after the after the match, uh, Cole says to the camera, he says, "Kyle O'Reilly is ready." 
Uh, this Sunday, he's going to shock the world, but he's not going to shock me. That's a really good friend. I think Adam Cole's a really good friend. I will say that. <laughs> so for now, we'll all say imagine. that. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Schreiber, she's backstage with Io Shirai and Damian Priest. Uh, Asks ask them, how do they feel about NXT's power couple? And Priest says, oh, power couple. Is that what they're calling themselves? <laughs> well, me and Io, we're going to take it to them tonight. And then we're going to retain our titles on Sunday. Io then speaks in Japanese and finishes uh, by holding up the devil horns. Like, you know. And she says, rock stars. That's when Priest says, she's cool as hell. That's when I was like, just call these guys the new Rock and Roll Express, man. Just do it. I think there are a couple, there's a couple of reasons why that they can't get that name. Well, I mean, did you see, uh, did you see that uh, the image made by our friend at One of the Dead, the, the new Midnight Express? It no. was Joey Janela and uh, Sunny Kiss t-shirt. Cool. Cornette got fucking pissed. Oh damn! Well, you not, they're not the Midnight Express. I'm telling you, the Midnight Express is. Um, Caden Carter versus Zia Lee. I'm talking about this match now. Caden Carter versus Zia Lee, uh, and uh, a lot of mat wrestling ver- reversals to start this match. Uh, springboard judo kick to Zia Lee. Lee takes over with a series of strikes. Lee getting frustrated with Carter kicking out. Um, damn it! And they're doing the entire match uh, with a lot of mat wrestling reversals. And then, like, at the end, like, literally, the last roll-up was a botched roll-up. And I was just like, oh. I was like, oh, my God. Because they were pretty fluid the entire match. And then all of a sudden, like, Caden couldn't roll up Zia Lee right. And then they just, like, instead of rolling her up, they just, like, rolled around <laughs> to pin her. This, this match is your reminder that uh, uh, NXT, man. I give this a match a 4 brand. out of 10. Give it a 4 out of 10. Um, it was decent, but the blown spot really, like, just took me out of it. So now we go to Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly face-to-face with Shawn Michaels uh, overseeing it or stirring the pot. I don't know. This was a really weird segment, in my opinion, because the entire night... Is it just because it's Kyle O'Reilly, like a person that you just associate being just a shit heel for a very long time, just all of a sudden, hey, guys. No, no. Did you watch the segment or no? No. Okay. So (laughs) the entire night, they're building up Kyle O'Reilly as this baby face. Like, you know, he, he can actually do it. Like, we believe in our friend. Undisputed Era, like, yeah, like, we we were kind of, like, jocks. But, you know, this guy has worked hard for 15 years to get here. And all of a sudden, this face-to-face thing, Finn Balor's just like, I respect you, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, I think we're going to have a great match at TakeOver. But at the end of the day, I'm the Prince Finn Balor, and I'm going to... And Kyle O'Reilly just turns around and goes, oh, look at you, Mr. Egotistical. I know your game, Finn Balor. I'm going to beat you just like I am just like I could have years ago. And he comes off like a complete fucking heel. Like, I was just like, what is going on? I mean, maybe he just doesn't, he wants to put on a face. You know, he won't, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> yeah. but then like, he kind of just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to seem weak against Finn Balor. Yeah. So he just becomes on the defense about this. But he's super like defense. Like it's just out of no, I'm like, dude, the guy's like congratulating hey man, you. Like and, this is, this is an opportunity of a lifetime okay. for Kyle O'Reilly. All right. Like, it's you, just like if Dave Meltzer, if Dave Meltzer told you, uh, Michael, um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think you're really good in your, uh, your, and you were just like, oh yeah, Dave Meltzer, you think I'm really good. You think I'm good. Like get out of here with like, that's just how it came off to me. Passive aggressive and super on the defense. And it didn't make any sense to me. It could be nerves. Like it's a defense mechanism for him just being it nervous. It could be, and, but they didn't like, say yeah. that. So 
do they have to say that like do you want fucking do you want fucking uh what's his name vic joseph to say oh this could be nerves his defense mechanism i think it is Corey smith of san francisco well you know what i'm gonna just spot put the spotlight on this because i've spoken to vic joseph okay and he doesn't sound anything like that but you know i i don't know to me it's just the entire night they're building up as a baby face at least have something to just point out like hey like He's just like even even Adam Cole coming back. Hey, chill, Kyle. You got this. Like just you know something like that. To me, it just came out of left field that Kyle O'Reilly's acting like a complete asshole heel. So even though is it though? Like he's always been well like this, though. the the entire night. Yes, the way they've been building him up. Okay. him mountain biking. Yeah. You know. So uh, that happened. But but hold on. Basically, Finn Balor asked him, "Will Undisputed Era be there?" At uh, a takeover, and Kyla Red said, hey, "One hand washes the other." <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't really an answer, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he really didn't. So he's just basically saying, "Undisputed Era will be there in his corner Sunday." And you hear the Adam Cole thing earlier yeah. in the segment saying, oh, "We we're probably we're kind of different, but we're still the same." So, what do you think? How do you think Adam Cole plays into this title match? I don't know. He has. He kind of. He's. He kind of I mean, has. To I be. think. I think we're gonna get like some sort of Triple H Batista thing or Triple H Randy Orton thing. I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is gonna win the title, but I think we're gonna get a thumbs up, thumbs down. Like a, just like a like a post match where you just see Adam Cole just like he props Kyle O'Reilly up in defeat and is like last shot. You tried and then all of a sudden, bah! yeah, yeah. So, um, wait, what? Why? Why? Why would Adam Cole? Why did Triple H? turn on randy orton because he won the because 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 he, he won the title guess, but then but then orton won the title kyle o'reilly did not win would not win the title in this situation it would be a different direction it would definitely oh, be a yeah, different no, direction. therefore it would be good well because that's because if it's different it's automatically well good. i mean okay think about it like there's no who is really at the top the top like baby face uh, kyle o'reilly could be a top baby face why not well he definitely could so he just seems kind of sudden yeah, and especially that asshole promo or asshole heel promo he just cut. Anyways, we go to the main event: the Garganos versus the New Rock and Roll Express, Io Shirai and Damian Priest. Uh, Priest and Shirai bolt right to the ring. Um, I do like how they at least put their intros up together. That was cool. Uh, Johnny and Priest start the match. Priest, Priest takes down Johnny with a big boot and a side slam. Shirai, t- Shirai tags in, and so like I don't know this like. I don't get it, like, in these mixed tag matches why, like, there's these hot tags. Because the other person could just, like, tag back out. Like, no, no, I don't want to be back in. So get back in there. Like, if me and you were fighting, I don't know. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, Candice and EO trade shots. Flapjack to a uh, low drop kick to Candice. EO charges towards Candice with Johnny cuts her off. Double knees to Candice uh, after Johnny dodges the shot. Uh, Shirai... Got on Priest's shoulders and dives to the outside to the Garganos. Uh, back from break, Candace has Io in a headlock. Uh, they actually explain it, though, where uh, Io Shirai, she tried to do the Tiger faint kick to Candice LeRae, but Johnny Gargano took the brunt of the kick, and Candice LeRae got the upper hand on Io. So at least that made sense. Uh, broken arrow to Johnny, spinning side effect to Damian Priest. Io tags in and hits a drop kick to Johnny Gargano. Johnny locks in the crossface to Candice, or sorry, not on, sorry, EO, yeah, EO locks in the crossface on Candice. Johnny pulls her away, face buster to EO, uh, stomping senton to EO Shirai. Candice then misses a moonsault, butterfly backbreaker to Candice. 
Io goes for a moonsault, but Johnny moves her out of the way. Priest knocks down Johnny. Asai moonsault to Johnny Gargano. Io tags Priest in. He hits his finisher, but Candice LeRae hits the low blow on Damian Priest. That uh, leads to Johnny Gargano hitting the one final beat DDT, the pin, and the win. I'm going to say this. This is the best damn mixed tag match I've ever seen. Or at least one of them. In WWE standards, at least. Okay. I can't argue against it. I mean, you should see I'm it. Just, I, can't think, I can't think of anything right now. Oh, yeah, no, I have no doubt in my mind that it was a really good match considering it's fucking Johnny Gargano and uh, Damian Priest and, you know, uh, Kenneth LeRae and Io Shirai. Yeah. 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 The, the fourth most talented people in, on that on that roster. Exactly, exactly. So they're they're... All four of them are super talented, and it leads us into NXT TakeOver. They fucking better have a good match. Um, it leads yeah. us to NXT TakeOver, so we'll see what happens coming this Saturday night. So, yeah. Is it Saturday? I thought it was a Sunday. It's No, it's Saturday, I thought, right? Maybe I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. NXT TakeOver 31. And I am loading. That's October 4th, which is a Sunday. Oh. Okay, well, we got NXT yeah. TakeOver on a Sunday. Um, According to Wikipedia, attendance, <laughs> just, zero. That's the same thing I saw, too. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You want to just go through like a quick rundown of this card? Uh, you want to just do a separate show? I'll see it. I'll say it. I'll say the card oh, because it's sure. kind of there. Yeah. If you don't want to do a separate show, then yes, we'll do it here. Santos Escobar, champion. Uh, yeah, why did I say champion? Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott, singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar is retaining. Right. Okay. Oh, are, are we are we going to go through predictions? or are we gonna... I was just going to list the matches. Okay, list the matches. Yeah. Uh, Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Championship. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. NXT Women's Championship. Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. NXT North American Championship. Seems like a pretty good card, to be honest. On paper, yeah. The only match on I think paper. I'm only match I think I'm concerned about is Velveteen Dream versus Kushida. Um, I think Kushida can hold. I hope that matches is thirty seconds and legit. I'm not. I'm just yeah. uh, Hoverboard lock. Yeah, done. Well, then it's Santos Escobar and Swerve Scott got to put in some extra time. Then right. This is looking like a snack, honestly. This card. Hmm. Tasty, tasty. Well, besides, yeah. yeah. Anyways. That was NXT. That was AEW Dynamite. You had your full G1 up. You're up to date with that now. Well, actually, at least for another 45 minutes, I think, until the next B-Block show starts. That's tonight, huh? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get your notes ready, Michael. I feel, oh. like, I feel like I can... Wait, I have to... We. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I had it like a... No, oh, no, what? no, no. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, that about does it here for us. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio on pretty much everything. Uh, just search for City Wrestling Radio on whichever app. You know what? Search for us on HotTopic.com. You probably won't find anything, but hey, at least they'll be like, Hot Topic, like, yeah. What's the City Wrestling... Ma- uh, make sure you wear a mask. What's the City Wrestling Radio thing? Guys, we'll see you later. Have a wonderful evening. Goodbye. Uh...